Hey, this is television producer, writer, and comedian Larry Wilmore here to tell you about my new podcast, Larry Wilmore Black on the Air. That's right, that's the actual name. This is a place where you can come to hear my commentary on current events and in depth interviews with entertainers, political figures, athletes, and even astrophysicists like Neil deGrasse Tyson. We went to the moon and we discovered Earth for the first time. And there was Earth afloat, seen not as your schoolroom globe had taught you with color-coded countries, no. Uh It had oceans, land, clouds, and oh my gosh, it's it's transformative. So here's my point. Something else happened. There was a firmware upgrade to our mental state. And we took time out of that day and put Earth first. So you can hear this episode in full and subscribe to my show by searching for Larry Wilmore, Black on the Air, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify Mobile, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Mask Man Show. This is a very special episode. I'm sitting here with my producer, Jim Cunningham. And that's why it's special. This is a this is like a special main event. This is a special attraction. Um, this is a, this is a special interview show. One of two. We have another one coming up, hopefully next week. Um, a little bit of a preamble to this. It was a couple of weeks ago. The, I mean, Braun Strowman's arm was at a hundred percent when we interviewed him. I'm not saying that we had anything to do with his injury. I'm just saying, uh, if anything comes up, uh, I mean, if anything seems out of place, um, this was pre-injury Braun Strowman. So uh, do you want to give any background to how this went down, Jim? We, we, we were like at a secret location. We've alluded yeah, to it on the show. We were in a dirty old abandoned warehouse that looks like at the end of Law & Order SVU when they find like the kidnapped kid who's like drugged up yes. on like the soiled mattress. 100%. Yeah, it looked just like that. So we got Braun Strowman coming up. Easily one of the nicest guys. Uh, not, I mean, nice, who knows, but one of the coolest guys I've had a chance to sit down with and talk to surprisingly chill very chill uh anyway we got to get out of here uh and just for the record jim do you want to explain to everybody why we have to stop every podcast at 45 minutes i'm just kidding don't let it be suspenseful <laughs> but everybody tweeted because jim. i feel like it yeah um this might be the most important podcast i've ever done so i hope you uh hope you have a good time listening to it greatest podcast of all time the living legend this podcast is a living legend webby's Webby's Guaranteed Webby's. All right. Enjoy the podcast. This is a really great moment in my life. I'm sure it's the same for you, Dave. We are here right now with Braun Strowman, WWE superstar. Braun, how are you doing, man? Doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. We were just talking about, oh, you're going to get five days off before too long, and it's it's a big break for you. We're doing a sort of one big question motif this uh, today. My big question for you is, as hard as you're running right now, uh, you're probably the biggest guy I've ever seen in person. You can probably take a lot of physical punishment, but like, what is the, how are you coping with being a star, a, a WWE star on the level that you suddenly are? What's your, what's the life like? You know, it's still surreal to me. Like, uh, going out in public and stuff now is it's I've always gotten stared at and people have always pointed and whispered and talked as I walk by but now like 
I completely steal the attention of anything that's going on anywhere we go. Like I was just at the mall the other day just trying to pick up a couple things. And before I knew it, I turned around. And I had like 50 people following me trying to take pictures and get <laughs> autographs and stuff. And it's like it still doesn't really dawn on me to like how big of an influence in people's lives that I am and stuff. So it's 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 neat. I mean, it's a blessing and a burden at the same time, you know? Yeah. In the in in uh. Hulk Hogan's original video for for Real American. There's a scene where he gets off his motorcycle and like a hundred kids crowd around him. So is this just what your life is like it's now? It's 100% like that. Like uh, just uh, I, who did I talk to recently about it on a podcast or something? I was at Walmart. I still shop at Walmart. I'm not too good for that <laughs> just because I'm a WWE superstar. I buy my underwear there and my laundry soap and everything. So I'm walking around Walmart and there's a group of kids that I can hear are, are whispering and talking and I, I have an idea. I think they know who I am and they're falling me around I can see them peeking around aisles peeking around aisles till finally they get close enough and I go hey what are you kids following me around for and they all freak out and like kind of run but the littlest one like sneaks around the corner of the shelves and comes walking up to me and it's like excuse me are you Braun Strowman and I said yeah buddy I am what's going on and all of a sudden like six kids come running around the corner screaming I knew it was him I knew it was him and they just one of some odd reason a six-year-old's had cell phones now I don't still understand it but I took <laughs> pictures with them and stuff and it's, it's really cool because like you know I mean I'm just a, a redneck that happened to get a cool job man is it uh, is it always positive or are there people just because you know you're a bad guy your character is a bad guy that that want to test you or want to get in your face or say how dare you beat up Roman Reigns in real life no there's a lot of keyboard warriors out there that like to bark crap at me left and right but nobody really comes up to me in real life and has any anything bad to say to me uh, speaking of keyboard warriors um, how much attention do you pay to the number of like YouTube hits you're all, you, you've gotten over the past several weeks or like just the amount of like when, when articles get written about you and people tweet about you, how much attention are you paying to this stuff? I mean, I skim through it and read it. I like to try and keep up to date with what people think about me and how I can adapt my character to either get more hate from them or make them love me more. So, yeah, I, I, somebody had pointed out, I guess Forbes wrote an article about like the draw that I am now in the WWE and with how crazy the viewer numbers are with my YouTube videos and, and everything that I basically touch goes viral on the internet nowadays. And I mean, it's kind of cool, but you know, at the end of the day, like I, I do this because I love it. And you know, all this extra stuff and perks and sitting down with you guys and stuff, that's just all the, the things that come along with doing what I love, man. All right. Who uh, what's the difference between hanging out with pro wrestlers backstage and hanging out with weightlifters and, and bodybuilders and, and, and strength competitors? You know, I mean, it's a, a fairly similar world. Like, it wasn't a huge behind-the-scenes change for me. We're all a really, really tight-knit family. Like, when I competed in Strongman, like... I competed with basically maybe 20 guys from around the world. So we all saw each other all the time. We were friends with our families and stuff like that. And the wrestling community is the exact same way. Like I'm around these guys 300 days of the year. Their families become my families. And like I had an awesome opportunity this year at WrestleMania. My mom and dad came down and stayed for a week. And I got to merge my wrestling family with my real family. And that was something real special for me. Oh, that's really great. Um, you, have, you have a question? Uh, What's the uh, meaning behind the Superman tattoo? You know, I, people always ask me that, and I never really 
there's really no meaning behind it. It's the first tattoo I ever got. I was 17 years old. It was like nine o'clock at night. We went into some sketch tattoo parlor that didn't check our IDs. And I pointed at the, the picture on the wall and I said, I want that on my arm. And man, I'm glad I got more done to it because it looked like a zit on my arm nowadays. <laughs> um, you're a lot bigger than you were then? Yeah, when I was seven, I mean, yeah, I'm a, I was still big when I was like 17. I graduated high school at like 6'5 and right around 300 pounds. Wow. So, yeah, I was still pretty big, but I didn't have 23-inch biceps when I was 17. I should know the answer to this, but did you play other sports too? Yep, played football. I played semi-professional football for four years. I played softball, which is a big thing in my family and stuff like that. We did a – I miss softball. I love that. But then got into the straw man, and then uh, Mark Henry and Canyon Seaman found me at World's Strongest Man in 2012, and – now we're here, baby. What, what's, what is your reaction when, when WWE scouts come up to you and say, we think we, think we can give you a job? What, like, is it, that- it, was, it was really cool because, you know, for, I kind of fell out of watching wrestling for a few years. Like, I was a huge, avid fan when I was a kid and stuff. And, I mean, what, what 10-year-old boy doesn't watch wrestling and say, I want to be a professional wrestler when I grow up? So, you know, for that to come back into my life, it's, it's, it's just been a blessing. Who were your guys growing up that you were really into? I mean, when I was a kid, it was Hulk Hogan and stuff. And then when I got into my teen years, I mean, I was a huge Stone Cold Mark. I'm still a Stone Cold Mark. (laughs) Uh, All right, we got to get you out of here pretty soon. But um, everybody, this is the question you've probably been asked a million times. Everybody wants to know, how much food do you eat in a day? Oh, man. You know, I don't really keep track of stuff. I just, if I'm hungry, I eat. I don't, like these, a lot of the guys that I work with and stuff, they're so worried about, oh, I got to eat here and there and this and that. I just eat, man. I don't care. Are you eating most of the time? Yeah, I mean, I go out to eat and I eat three entrees usually. go out to (laughs) dinner somewhere and I mean, I binge eat Chipotle during the week and snack in between meals and yeah I'm I don't know I'm kind of like a cow I just graze all day long what <laughs> do they do, do the, the employees of the Chipotle like know what's coming when you walk in the door uh, it's funny the one that's by my house in Orlando and stuff like I don't I can walk in and they just start making because I eat the exact same thing every time I go in there I walk through the door and I just walk to the cash register because they make it and it's done what's the order just for, for all of us that are trying to get big and strong like you uh, a bowl one scoop of rice Grilled vegetables, three scoops of steak, two scoops of chicken, guac, corn, sour cream. All right, that's this done. is a new diet. We can get into and we can improve ourselves. This is great. <laughs> uh, what's so? What, last question: Where where do you? I mean, you're going to say you're just going along for the ride, but but be honest with me. Where do you see Braun Strowman one year from now? Hopefully, headlining WrestleMania. Yeah, that's uh, on my bucket list of things to do while I'm here with the WWE. Yeah, man. I, I, I think there's a strong possibility. A very strong possibility, yeah. Thank you, guys. No pun intended. All right, man, <laughs> thank you so much for coming by. Hey, thanks for having me, fellas. That was incredibly awesome. Braun is a delight, like an actual delight. If anyone listening to this has not watched the Ringers video, Can You Take Him, starring uh, Braun and, and all the other wrestlers who we got to interview this uh, last week, uh, go check it out now because Braun is amazing and hilarious in that too. Um, a teddy bear. A big, scary teddy bear. <laughs> Next up, we got an interview with the one and only Sasha Banks. A quick uh, introduction to that, a little disclaimer, is that she walks in wearing her WrestleMania outfit. Now, this is a it, this is a little bit of a behind-the-scenes setup. We're not on like a rope line here. So a lot of the wrestlers that we talked to um, showed up in 
something approaching street clothes, uh, just T-shirts or whatever. Uh, Braun was in his full getup, but I'm not sure that he ever takes it off in real life. He was born in that. Yeah, he was born in that and continues to wear it. Um, but Sasha walked in in the full, like, diamond-studded chaps and, like, coat and whatever, like the like the full WrestleMania outfit. And um, it's a weird mark-out moment because it's the closest I've ever gotten I mean it feels like you're it feels like you're in like a WWE Hall of Fame museum and it's like holy crap that's the outfit but it was just walking past me um it was like a giant action figure it was it was outfit. a lot to take in in person yeah so without further ado the living legend Sasha Banks Uh, thanks again to WWE2K18. We are uh, sitting in a warehouse with the living legend Sasha Banks. <laughs> Thank you, Sasha. How are you doing? I'm great. You Welcome made me to feel the like Masked Man Show. Larry Sabisco calling me the living legend. Oh, how about yeah. the, the living legit boss? How about that? Yeah, you can't mix gimmicks. Here, Come, man. On, Come on, yeah. Living legend. I can. Anyone who's a living legend is a living legend. Just it's maybe not a trademark term. Okay, but. okay. All right, I'll I'll take it. Yeah, I am a legend in my own mind. Yes. Accept it. Um, we were admiring your outfit, which looks very sharp, very shiny. Very shiny. Very bling bling. Um, what, this is, yeah, this, seeing, seeing <laughs> I've interviewed a lot of wrestlers in my time. Usually they're just in street clothes, you know, wandering yeah. in. So, like, it, I actually have a little <laughs> bit of, like, the, it, when, when, when you're sitting here, when Braun was sitting here, and you're in, in, in the full wrestling costume, I feel like a little kid, sort of. Like, it's all, it's <laughs> oh, a very cool. overwhel- overwhelming <laughs> for me. Um, so we're doing, we're starting off with one big question. Yeah. Um, the big question for Sasha Banks is right. what do you prefer being a baby face or a heel? Um, either one. Um, I don't like to just be like, cause a lot of people ask me, when are you going to turn heel? When are you going to turn heel? Like, I don't care because guess what? I'm going to be in the WWE for a very long time. So you're yeah. going to see both versions of myself. For a while, so people need to shut up because I'm. That's what I'm sick of hearing. When are you gonna turn heel? And then once I turn heel, when are you gonna turn baby face? You guys just need to shut up and let me do me, okay? Why do you want me to turn on Bailey? That's my best friend. <laughs> I don't have a lot of friends, so just accept <laughs> it. And um, yeah, I, I play either one very well, so it doesn't matter. There's two different versions, so yeah. That's good. That was a yeah. trick question, and you you answered it correctly. Yes, yeah. I did. <laughs> uh, since we were talking about your, your outfit, how much of yourself goes into designing and coming up with what you're going to wear? Because every every week you, not every week, but every you know so so often, yeah. different outfit, different look. Um. Well, you know, when you call yourself a boss, you got to look like one. So every pay per view, I got to look fresh and clean because a lot of these guys and girls um, don't look. Like me, like you gotta look like a star. You gotta look professional, and um, as you can see from my jacket, over ten thousand crystals. Thank you very much. Um, I like to show off. So, am I heel? Am I babyface? Am I gonna turn? I don't know because so I never intrigued. know what I'm gonna do every week at Raw. Um, but yeah, I like um, the guy who makes my gear, Mikazi, aka my husband. Um, he just does what he does. I let him usually pick out the color scheme, but for like big, big events, if it has a big meaning to me, like the last year WrestleMania, um, I dedicated it to Eddie Guerrero. So I had Eddie Guerrero desired or inspired gear. Um, but other than that, you know, I have the the design down, and I just I told him I want my jacket like I want aliens to see it from another <laughs> planet. So make it blinked out. So that's what 
my input was for that one. Speaking of WrestleMania, um, whose idea was the car? Because you came out on that little <laughs> yeah, car thing. It was their idea. Yeah. Um, because I, you know, I was just thankful of being part of WrestleMania. I didn't know what to expect of, you know, the year before when I had Snoop Dogg come out. I didn't know until like maybe four days before, and I was like, no freaking way. That's like so cool. Knowing that he made like a different version of my song. That was badass. So I had no idea what they were going to do this year, um, and I wasn't really expecting anything. Um, so when I found out the night before during rehearsals that I had a practice, I was like, oh, my God. Like, they just keep topping themselves. It's, it's so cool. And I felt like such a star. The wind in my hair. I was just like, yes, look at me, look at me. It was really awesome. Because uh, some people get the big entrance, and some people just do the regular entrance. Yeah. So they come to you and say, we want to do a special thing with you. Or they don't tell me at all and tell me the day before. Right. They just told me I need to go to rehearsals at like midnight. Um, the day before WrestleMania, I was like, okay. They're like, we want to rehearse your entrance. I'm like, okay. Got there, saw that little car. I was like, this is freaking awesome. And then they told me that I'm going to have fireworks. Of course, I couldn't set off during rehearsals, but I'm like, I didn't know when. And it was just like, it was sick. It was well, badass. Okay, so talking about how much you know in advance. <laughs> I get WrestleMania, surprise entrance, say you show up for rehearsals, but... I'm, you've had, you and Charlotte had one of the all-time great years in the past year. Thank like, for, for two people in and out of a rivalry, but, like, two competitors, one of the greatest, one of the greatest few years of all time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not, I'm not just, like, blowing smoke. How much of that do you know in advance? Like, how do you, like, when, do you, do you get an idea that, like, this is going to last for, you know, you're going to be going for three months and then take a month off? Or do you know that you're going to win the title very far in advance? Like, nope. how does it, how does it happen? I... <sighs> Which is, it's a hard part, but at the same time, it kind of keeps me on my toes. I know nothing until I get there. And sometimes they change it all the time. Like, um, I didn't know I was going to win the title the first night. So when Triple H told me, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> um, okay, um, yeah, sure. Because I never really expected to win a title on TV, on Raw. You just always expect a pay-per-view. So that first night, I was just like... Oh, okay. And then two weeks later when I lost, I was like, oh, okay. When they told me that day, I was just like, all right. And then uh, the next Raw came and they're like, you're winning it back. I was like, wait, what the heck's going on? Okay, sure. So I just, I never know what's going to happen. I go to TV every week just being like ready for everything. You know, you got to stay ready. Um, And that's my slogan. You just don't get ready. Always stay ready. And that's how it is. We never know. So, you know, you hear a lot of things like, I'm going to turn on Bailey. I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't know where the Internet's getting this stuff from. Um, And I didn't know me and Charlotte would just go back and forth for however long we did. And I'm very happy she's on SmackDown now, so I don't have to wrestle her for a little (laughs) bit. But, um, yeah, it's so crazy to think um, everything me and Charlotte have accomplished together um, from our NXT days, from even FCW. Um, We've come a long way. We've we've had such an amazing journey together. And... um, I'm very thankful for having those incredible matches with her because she's she's amazing. How much, how, how high are the expectations that you put on yourself when you're wrestling Charlotte? That you know, like as the feud goes on or mm-hmm. as, the, as the rivalry progresses, when you're on like you know fifth pay per view, like big spot of the yeah. year, or whatever. You <laughs> mu- it must be all in your head, right? Um, yes and no. Um, I used to put so much pressure on myself, and you know, I actually had to sit back and be like, you know what? you need to stop because people are going to watch you regardless. Um, you just go out there and you do what you do. Especially when you wrestle Charlotte, it felt like every week, but it's like I know what her and I are capable of. 
Um, I know anytime we get in the ring together, we're going to tear down the house. We're going to steal the show. And, you know, that's what we wanted to do and accomplished every time we wrestled with each other. So um, I hate hearing that word pressure because sometimes I like do it to myself, but I'm just like, you got to do you. And that's what William Regal told me from my NXT days. Like, you can only be yourself and you can only go out there and do what you do best and only be Sasha Banks. And that's the only person I know how to be. So I ain't going out there trying to be Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn or Finn Balor. I'm just going to be out there and be Sasha Banks because that's what I know how to do. Well, uh, let's let's take a big pic, zoom out a little bit. All right. When you, okay, well, <laughs> where do we start? Like, it's the women's revolution. When you when you showed up on Raw. Yeah. Um, Let's just, for the sake of argument, say that that was like, like you. That's a, that was kind of at the bottom of the of women's wrestling in WWE. Obviously, there was a lot going on in NXT with you before or whatever. But if that was like a one on a scale of one to ten, and ten is like where you dream the women's <laughs> division is going to be, where are we right now? Man, that's so hard to say because um, I talk about this with Bailey a lot in the car. Like we. We talk about how far we came and, you know, if anything ever happened to us, if we walked away right now, would we be satisfied? I've always dreamt of being where I am now, but did I ever think it was actually going to happen? Not this fast. No way. I thought, you know, it would take legit 10 years, years to get where I wanted to be here in the WWE and everything just happened so fast. I remember when I got signed and um, I was reading online and watching everything I could and they were still doing bikini matches and I was just like, you know what, are you comfortable with doing this? You want to be in the WWE, but this is what you're going to have to do. So I was like, you know what, yeah, I'll come in here doing bikini matches. That's what I had in my mindset, but I always wanted to be wrestling just like the men. I never wanted to do that. So once I got to FCW and then legit a week later, they're like, we're not doing that anymore. I was like, oh, damn, that's a step. And then getting more time, damn, that's a step. Uh, actually having a storyline on NXT, that's a step. Being on pay-per-views, all right. Now I'm main eventing pay-per-views. Now I'm debuting. Now we're having more time on the main roster. Now we're main eventing on the main roster. Now we're stealing, like, we're just doing everything the men are, and we're not called divas anymore. We're called superstars. And all in a course of three years. That's insane. Like, it still gives me goosebumps. So I can't tell you, I can't put a number to it, because I never thought we were going to be here but I have so much more I want to accomplish. So I'm not going to put a number on it because I have more goals that I want to achieve knowing that it is all possible. I, I can't achieve anything here. That's really cool. Um, we had just had the superstar shakeup. Yeah. Um, a little bit of a different look to the women's division. I, maybe you can't answer this. I don't know. One of the things that we always hear from our listeners, the arguments that like wrestling nerds get into with each other is like we like we wish that like I mean some like there were, the women had their own show, but you don't want to take them off on SmackDown. No. But but just like the rosters still are pretty small, you know, and you yeah. end up having. I mean, listen, it's great when it's you and Charlotte wrestling, having great matches day in and day out. But there's not as much, not as many people to play around with. Do mm -hmm. you wish that you had more crossover with the SmackDown division, or do you just look at the shakeup as an opportunity to like? just to have some new feuds for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy that we have new faces and new matchups. And um, I do wish we did have more women on each roster because yeah. I know we only have like six and six. So we are going to get a lot of those same matchups. But um, that's just going to come with time because, again, where we were going to be three years ago, we sure. probably not even have TV time at all, probably going back to still to having two-minute matches. So um, I hate hearing the Internet fans complain because they're not really thinking and sitting back of, everything we have accomplished um 
But that's what the Superstar Shakeup's for. They wanted new matchups. They're getting new matchups, yeah. and um, it's still going to be amazing. I don't think we should have our own show yet, but we're still doing a step. Where you know we're having that women's tournament in summer and during the summer. Like I was thinking about that the other day. Like that's insane. Like really, a women's tournament? Oh, that's like it's it's so cool. So again, it's just little steps, and um, hopefully we're. We'll gain the roster from six girls to 12 girls to 22 to being the same equal amount as the guys. So we'll see. Um, in the interest of fairness, we asked Braun Strowman um, what a day in the life of eating for him was like. <laughs> what is what is your go to what is your go to restaurant when you're on the road driving from town to town? Oh, on the road. Um, well, recently I've been bringing my own food to save me money, so I've been. Um, going to a company called Icon Mills and I just grab a big cooler and I keep it. Uh -huh. I bring about 10 meals on the road with me so I can eat clean. But before that, um, it's very hard to eat good on the road and we don't want to stop a lot. It's legit. Like you land, you find a gym, you get your food and you go to the arena, you drive to the next town. So there's no stopping after that because we don't want to stop at McDonald's and get, you know, a nasty salad if we could or because if I did, I would want french fries and that's what ends up happening so um for us it, it went from eating legit like maybe one meal a day because we would only stop one time to getting to have the opportunity to eat three meals because i bring my own food on the road and a lot of the guys are bringing their own food on the road so it's a little it's a little thing that's going on well stroman's eating I, chipotle still so everyone <laughs> loves eating chipotle but it's so salty for me i hate it all right. Well, I think we got to get out of here. Yes, we do. We got to get out of here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for yeah. coming by. Sasha, the great Sasha Banks, the living legend. I'll stick with it. <laughs> the legit boss. Come on, man. There we go. All right. That was Sasha Banks. Thanks again to her at WWE and most importantly, WWE 2K, um, the video game company for setting all of these interviews up. Uh, next up, the last podcast on this episode, another episode should be dropping next week, by the way, is the one and only Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, it is worth mentioning that we interviewed him before his match with Dolph Ziggler at Backlash. Yeah. But he's a trip, man. Uh, without further ado. And now we are joined yeah. by the one and only Shinsuke Nakamura. How are you doing, man? Ah, uh, good. Uh, just a it here. <laughs> yeah, we're happy yeah. to have you here, man. Um, thanks, uh, before I forget, to WWE 2K18 for setting this whole thing up. One big question. Yeah. Um, the debut in Dallas. Yeah. Winning the NXT title. Yeah. Debut on SmackDown just happened, and that was a huge moment. What, which to you was your favorite, was the biggest moment? Uh, biggest moment uh, is the debut at the Dallas yeah. uh, takeover against Sami Zayn. Because mm -hmm. I, uh, so, I wrestle, I wrestle in Japan 14 years so so I accomplished everything uh -huh. yeah I thought uh, end of 2015 so I wanted to challenge something new mm -hmm. and uh, so so I decided to join WWE then uh, so Takeover Dallas uh, was the, my uh, first step uh, to uh, yeah, my like big first step to new journey. Yeah, yeah, for my life. How do the the crowds compare? 
between Japan and American WWE crowds? Ah, so most wrestlers think Japanese audience are very quiet. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just my opinion. So Japanese audience, uh, they want to watch wrestling. So most Japanese guy knows how to take bump course. We we learn judo at the school. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Everybody. <laughs> uh, also, uh, so so they wanna they wanna watch uh, wrestling like sport. Yeah. yeah. Compete each other and uh, uh, something like that. Then uh, they are uh, they tr- uh, concentrate to watch wrestling. Huh. That's why sometimes really quiet. Right. Yeah. What, what has been the biggest change for you, uh, either wrestling style or just personally in, in the move to WWE? Uh, wrestling style is not a uh, not big difference because uh, I think so. basic of wrestling is same, all same, like because uh, showing fighting. Uh, in Japan, in the United States, in Mexico, <coughs> basic is same, I think. So a uh, big difference, um, just the audience changed. Yeah. yeah. Different expectations, yeah, yeah. too. Um, how is, be- I mean, do you, do you feel that SmackDown, uh, what, what's, it, what's it like being on SmackDown as opposed to NXT? Bigger crowds a lot of the time? Mm. Uh, where, are there, are there, is there any other like big shift or? or yeah, so uh, um, SmackDown uh, is more TV-wise. Like, uh, so NXT fans, uh, they love watching wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. So, but still I'm new yeah. <laughs> at SmackDown. So I need to run the people's reaction. Yeah. Who are you excited to work with on the show? Uh, now uh, probably start uh, start like a story with Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. I know, so he's a very very good wrestler. Mm-hmm. So so Lado, so Lado, my friend's wrestler told me he's a good wrestler. That he have good technique. Yeah. He's a good something. So so I'm really uh, excited to wrestle with him. Also, uh, yeah. Superstars like AJ, Sheena, Randy, yeah. and uh, James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, James Ellsworth. Mm. Yeah. What was the? <laughs> who is your favorite? Who are your favorite wrestlers when you were when you were growing up? When you were or when uh, you were becoming a wrestler? Uh, Jushin Thunder Liger. Of course. Yeah. He the, he made it like an epoch making for all wrestlers. Uh-huh. Costume, mask, like a fighting style. Yeah. So also like a Jushin Sander Liger's idol, uh, Tiger Mask, uh-huh. fast. Yeah. Yeah. So still I'm watching uh, his video. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Well, thanks so much. Do you have anything else? No, that's it. Thank you so much for taking the time. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank man. you so much. Thanks for listening to this special bonus episode of The Masked Man Show. We'll be back next week with two more, I think, interviews? Maybe.
You might be able to predict what those are if you go to uh, the Ringer's YouTube page or the Ma- at Mask Man Show on Twitter and check out the Can You Take Him video. Some very a very very special story coming in the next bonus episode. Um, and thanks again to WWE 2K for setting this up, to WWE overall for uh, for not jumping in front of a moving train, and for uh, and to all of the people we interviewed. 